Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is iCow. iCow is a Reddit moderator that I've met on Twitter, and uh, me and him kind of talk back and forth. I got him on the show to talk about his love for the Souls games, how he got into it, what it's like moderating a Dark Souls channel when over 100,000 people are subscribed to it, and um, how to filter out hate mail from just people being assholes. It's an interesting conversation. I think you'll like it. If um, you want to come on the show like iCow did, send me an email, dguspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll see about getting you on the show. Thanks, and as always, enjoy the episode. Have you been playing Dark Souls lately? Uh, I played the uh, original Dark Souls a bit for the Return to Lordran event, and um, but I mean, you know, mostly playing three. Hype mm-hmm. still going on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I uh, I haven't picked up three in a while, uh, only because I got distracted with another game. So um, I, it's the only reason I haven't been back there. But I've already got like four or five PvP characters. I want I want to you know build and start messing around with and so yeah what game anything good witcher 3 i just I, oh, pick, I yeah i bought it a while back and then um a bunch of people on twitter kept talking about how great it is and how good it is when the dlc came out and i was like well maybe i'll give it one more shot and uh the the thing that pushed me off of it originally was the combat so i just turned the difficulty all the way down to low and i'm having a lot more fun with it i just yeah, I, I want the combat to be dark souls you know oh yeah i mean i I got into that a bit too, and I, I just recently bought the DLC. Like the well, I got like the season pass because you know, I wanted all of it at once. But um, like, I really want to get back into it, and I just I keep getting pulled away by by soul stuff. <laughs> and it's like I just <laughs> like like twenty five thirty bucks or something on I don't even remember on the whatever however much the season pass is on PSN and. I haven't even, like, I bought it and paid for it and haven't even touched it again yet. <laughs> I probably have, like, uh, four games on my PS4 right now that are that I haven't even opened because I keep, I call it Souls-itis. Like, you play a game for, like, two seconds and you're like, why am I not playing Souls? Like, I could just go back to Dark Souls or Bloodborne. <laughs> it's right there in the hard drive. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, I, I um... I watch uh, Epic Name Bros channel and, like, he did, he started doing, like, a, a Strider playthrough sort of mm-hmm. like a kind of like a i guess like a challenge playthrough kind of thing and um i mean i'd been interested in that game before i liked the sort of metroid like thing and um so I, I bought that and i haven't even played that either so <laughs> <laughs> it's, that it's game's fun i played that bad. when it originally came out mm-hmm. so you um am i right in thinking that you're a mod over on reddit for some of the dark souls channels uh, pretty much, pretty much all of them actually. I, of them. Okay. I moderate uh the Demon Souls subreddit, the Dark Souls one subreddit, the Dark Souls two subreddit, the Dark Souls three subreddit, and the Bloodborne subreddit, uh, as wow. well as like a few other, like smaller things, I guess. Also, probably most of them Souls related. Um, I also so you were just constantly reading threads about Souls games, huh? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, pretty much. And I mean, I also do uh, the there, I have the the From Software PSN community and the Dark Souls and Bloodborne Reddit PSN community, and then some uh, Twitch and Discord moderation, um, mostly for uh, Peeves' channel, uh, Peeve Peterson. And then the, yeah. you know, the Twitter thing. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Was it hard? Um, like I'm sure when the way that Dark Souls three came out, like with people having early access to it and everything, was it really hard to moderate those channels and still kind of stay unspoiled, or did you just have to commit to getting totally spoiled on the games? Uh, I mostly got spoiled for most most everything. Uh, there, I mean, there's a few things like whenever. Like the final boss, somebody's about to go to the final boss. I just, you know, went to another window. But, um, so that was, I mean, it it was sort of a surprise. But you know, you still had people like, oh, it's the guy from the box art or whatever. So like, mm-hmm. I knew that, but mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know like you know what the fight was like or anything. The Gwen, the the second phase, that was really awesome. Like, cause that, I I wasn't spoiled on that. Oh, nice. Um, and then but like it, the the big surprises like in Orlando and all that stuff you you'd gotten spoiled way before you played the game huh? yeah unfortunately uh, there was one other boss that I wasn't spoiled on uh, but he did appear in one of the trailers as a uh, uh, Volnir and uh, yeah I was just like oh what is this really dark thing like why <laughs> it teleported me to another area oh shit it's a giant skeleton all right. <laughs> Yeah, I like that fight a lot. Like, I think they really nailed their uh, puzzle bosses in Dark Souls Three compared to the previous games. Like, oh, that, yeah. that that fight is a really good one. I got wrecked the first time because I'm just wailing on him, and you know that doesn't work. And then I started running away, which made it worse because he advances towards the back wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, man. I promise you. I uh, I tried fighting the curse rotted greatwood. Uh, on my first run, which was just a sorcerer with a dagger. And... Oh my god, I, I tried that. I Ugh. made a sorcerer build. That is the worst. Like, trying to aim for those little... Oh, dude, not- it's just impossible. Yeah, and yeah. I did the thing where i like, well, I don't know how to fight this dude, so I'm going to drop a summon sign and then try to learn it by helping other people, right? And then that cut my Estus in half, so I just had, like, one of each, like a health and a magic. At our, <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> so, that, that was your first playthrough? Was a that sorcerer was, with the... Yep. Oh, man. It was, uh, wow. it was rough. Like, I, I finished the game and eventually started getting, you know, more powerful spells, but it, was, it took me probably twice as long as it should have. And eventually, I just... Yeah. Um, I started relying on spook and uh, like a, like utility spells, and I would just literally like be invisible and run past people. Like I just wouldn't even fight anybody. It's <laughs> just like Metal Gear Souls all the way. So yeah, it. I'm surprised at how uh, rough it is. Unless you you do like go, I guess certain routes. Like you, if you're just if you're playing the game for the first time and you're uh, like a magic build of some kind, it's gonna be rough this time around um absolutely like i've i'm working on a pyro well a luck pyro which is an even bigger mess but um yeah it's just like no no damage really and like or like i've got to the point where i can do damage but then i'll just run out of uh like ash and estus yeah i need to i've been looking into a luck build i've actually went in and did a 
into the character creator and saved something that looked kind of like Louis CK. So I could do a lucky Louis build, <laughs> but uh, I, I haven't actually, game. cause I, Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. And, uh, but I haven't actually like started the character. That's one of the, one of the many builds that I need to get back to dark souls three, four. If I would stop talking about dark souls three and start playing it at some point, <laughs> sort of recording <laughs> podcast about it. Yeah. My first build was, uh, it was the first time I, really committed to the 40-40 equality build, mm-hmm. but then I changed it to a luck build like halfway through, because uh, um, like Henry's straight sword, it was, I mean it's it's straightforward, but I liked it. I thought it was going to be, I was going to be the different special snowflake in PvP, but then once I started invading, it's like, oh, everyone's using it. Good. <laughs> that and the dark swords and stuff yeah that's the uh that's the reason i I was originally when i restarted i did it was going to do a dex build and uh i I, I ever saw everybody using the the yuki that you can get at the first so i was like eh, i'm not gonna get that and so i ended up going with the great scythe which was which was cool it's a good weapon i like it but yeah, I, I just saw everybody using that katana, and I was like, I want to be special, <laughs> so I'm going to use a different weapon, even if it's worse. <laughs> what was your? Uh, how did you find out about the Souls games? Like, what was your? What, do you remember the first time you played one? Um. Well, uh, the first time I I don't know the first time I heard about it. Um, like it was Demon Souls had come out. I I didn't get it on release because I didn't know about it. Um, but like everyone, I, I know every once in a while I, I would read like an article somewhere that would mention it either online or like, uh, like my roommate had, uh, that game informer magazine or whatever you get that through GameStop, I guess. But, um, so like I would read that when I was in the, like in the bathroom or whatever. Um, I remember the first screenshot I saw of Demon Souls. Um, it was, uh, Stonefang Tunnel. And it was like, it was just one screenshot, and it, it it was just like, oh, it's like really, there's like a cool guy, like a knight with a sword and armor, and like, it's just looking at, at that one scene, it was like, it, it looks really dark and like oppressive and claustrophobic, and I don't know, kind of like, uh, had sort of a, like I guess with, with the screenshot and what they were saying, it, it just seemed like a lonely game, but like... There was horror and adventure, and so, like, I got kind of interested in it through that, just whatever that article was, and, um, you know, I, but I didn't have enough money at the time for a PS4, like, I had other stuff, and had other games, and um, kind of forgot about it for a while, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I mean, even before then, I played, like, a lot of roguelikes, and... Um, I was also really into Dwarf Fortress, which, like, the adventure mode is kind of like a roguelike sort of thing, and, um, I was on the Dwarf Fortress subreddit, uh, and somebody made, like, one of those posts where it's like, oh, like, post other games that are not Dwarf Fortress, but, you know, you like, or sort of like Dwarf Fortress, or just, like, have similar themes, and, um, somebody posted about Demon Souls, and they, their description of it was... Um, it's like a roguelike with graphics. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. all right, that sounds cool. And then, like, like I, I didn't even know it was the same game 
that I saw that screenshot for until I looked it up, like, at that thread, and I was like, oh, shit, this is that game. And, um, so, like, I guess it was, like, around 2010 or so, um, a friend of mine and, and myself, uh, we decided, like, well, we're tired of, like, you know, having to play these older games on, uh, like PS2 or whatever, and so we like went Hazzy's on the PS3, and um, along with the copy of uh, Heavy Rain, which he was really interested in, and uh, Demon Souls, which I was really interested in, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so like I mean, that that's how I got the game, and and like it it took me a while to actually get into it, I guess. Like I was I was used to games so like like Devil May Cry and God of War, you know, like. The, the camera looked similar and some of the themes were similar like dudes with swords or axes or whatever you know and it's like okay so it's it's gonna be like a, like an action adventure like kind of like I'll run in and kill the guy and try to get a combo or something and so yeah I was stuck in one one for like weeks <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly how that feels, man. Like that, just coming to terms with the way you control your character in these games was a really significant challenge. Just you know, just trying to figure out like why do I, you know, why, why aren't these guys just automatically being stunned when I hit them like every other game that I've ever played? And you know, just trying to figure out those weird mechanics. It was it was definitely a challenge. Did you make it through eventually? Uh, yeah, I I got like I said, I got stuck in one one like um. I never even got to the boss at that point, and, uh, like, I didn't really understand the, like, the level design, I didn't really understand, like, that I, since, especially since I was new to the game, to the, to, to that type of game, I should be more cautious and, and stuff, and I kind of, like, I didn't really give up, but I kind of put it on the side for a while, and, um... Mm-hmm. Like, eventually, I think it was, I got back into, uh, I Want to Be the Guy. It, it's like another, um, I don't know, it's like a, a That's like the platformer? Yeah, yeah I don't it, think I've, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically like, the, they des- the guy designed it to be, like, to, just to troll you, to like, like the very first, uh, like, screen of the game. Like, if you just run forward, like, a fruit will fall off a tree and kill you, and it's like... Ha, you died, ha, ha, you died. Like, that's, there's, like, a song that plays every time you die. And then you just hit R and you respawn. Uh, Like, there's no repercussions for death, really. Like, if there's a tracker, it's like you died 6,000 times. But, like, I I was playing that again, and I was like, well, wait a minute. This is kind of similar in how how Demon's Souls was, was trying to get me to play. Like, I guess maybe if I went back and you know didn't worry about death so much because like you don't really i mean you lose your souls but you gain those back you know it's you're not losing anything meaningful and plus you know i needed to be a little more careful uh figure out how shields work maybe um (laughs) and so like i went i went about it that way and it was way more fun like i kind of approached it in almost like a horror game like it's like something is around this corner that will be able to kill me 
So I'm going to try to peek across, like I'm going to hold my shield up and... <laughs> And, you know, it took me forever to beat to beat it on my first playthrough, but, you know, I did it. And, uh, I mean, my first build, build quote, was a mess. It was, like, soul level 250 or 300 or something with, like, a blessed Murdan hammer. Uh, with heavy armor, like a great shield, fat roll, like... I didn't, I didn't really know, like, what, like, what PvP was back then or anything. Uh, yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I platinumed a game with that character, and um, wow, that was. The I don't have the Demon Souls platinum yet. That's the only one that I haven't done gotten, done 100 percent on. Yeah, it was one of the first games. It might have even been the first game that I got 100 percent on. I don't remember, but I mean, now I'm like hopelessly addicted. I've got platinum on all of them, so yeah <laughs> yeah once you once you figure them out like i'm sure by the end of you playing demon souls you're just like i want more 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 <laughs> give me more games yeah and that's one of the things too it's like like i'll go back and play like i went back and played dark souls recently and it was like i mean it's still beautiful and i love it and i don't know but it it's so janky like there's, <laughs> it, it's there's controls and stuff have definitely improved like i know there's a lot of fancy tricks you can't really do anymore specifically like pvp related stuff but just the general kind of control feels a lot better nowadays like everything seems a lot smoother um and it yeah uh, there's definitely like a noticeable quality of life improvements throughout the series like just going from release to release like uh, one of my podcasting buddies, a guy named Death Note, he uh, he started with Bloodborne and then literally went backwards, like DS2, DS1, Demon Souls, and oh, then man. of course, yeah. And it was interesting hearing him talk about like Demon Souls and like just struggling with world tendency and like how like nothing's very clearly laid out or like just the inventory, like just the stuff that you probably weren't really even thinking about at the time, but that now you just get so used to how much better it is. Yeah, and that world tendency, man, that was a real strange thing, like. I remember, <laughs> right? like, like, months in, like, I was trying to just figure it out. And, uh, I mean, I'd already gotten, like, I'd already sort of figured a few things out. Like, you know, it, it gets harder, clearly. Uh, the the Black Phantom started appearing, and then... But, like, learning to control it was the issue. Because it's like, especially when you're trying to go for Platinum, it's just like, okay, well, I need this thing. It only appears in, like pure white tendency but i've already died here i've already killed the arch demon or not the arch demon the uh um primeval demon and it's like well well then it's impossible for me to get it. i have to beat the whole game and come back in new game plus it's like oh great <laughs> wonderful <laughs> and then even being able to tell like just from the the ui like am i in pure black I don't, I don't know. Is that the darkest it can go? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, trying to figure out if you're pure white or not. Like, is it the brightest? And when I was doing it, like, I was looking at, like, the real shitty pictures that they had on some wiki and, like, trying to look at my TV and then look at the laptop to see if they matched up. And, like, I don't know. kind of looks the same. How can yeah. you tell? Like, that, stuff like that, though, is, like, that was one of the things that made it just more interesting, I guess. Like, I mean, that world tendency was frustrating don't get me wrong uh the way it was implemented was not the best but it was still a such a really unusual unique me- mechanic that 
like that and, and like vagrants and dark souls one um and like those weird little uh miracle resonance signs and stuff like basically all the stuff that illusory wall worked on um mm-hmm. i miss stuff like that just the the weird bullshit that it's not super, it's not really relevant to like you enjoying the game but it's just there for you to be like what the hell like what is going on and and just you know things that you wouldn't be able to figure out even within your first few playthroughs you know yeah just just stuff that's weird for the sake of being weird like i really enjoy that especially when it comes to any kind of like online component like it doesn't have to be in service of the player or be in, you know, even be against the player. Like it just exists and it just, it's just there for whatever weird reason. And like, I really like when game designers like put just, just weird stuff in there. Like it doesn't really matter or affect the player very much. <clears throat> like the vagrants in Dark Souls one, that that's just a bizarre thing. Like they just show up. <laughs> Nobody knew why. <laughs> and sometimes they're a different color until of course, until illusory, you know, spend a bunch of time and effort figuring all that stuff out. But yeah, I, I wish more of that stuff was in Dark Souls three, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I do too. And, uh, I mean, Bloodborne had some weird stuff too. I, I do wish it had more. Um, I don't know if you've seen, uh, I don't know if you, like, actually frequent Reddit or anything, but, um, I did, like, a sort of like a Chalice Dungeon exploration thing, and, like, it wasn't, like, any, like, I didn't edit any videos or anything, so it wasn't, it, it was more just, like, okay, we know there's some weird shit in Chalice Dungeons. Like, we know there's this supposed boss rush mode that was mentioned in the guide. Nobody really understands what that even means because they didn't do... They didn't describe it very well. I don't know if they didn't know or or what, but, like, um, as best as I can tell, the boss rush mode meant that there would be boss mobs just wandering as regular enemies. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I started, like, chronicling those like somebody would post like oh i've this cool dungeon here's the the glyph or code or whatever it was called and um like uh, on layer two there's like a a watchdog of the old lords that's just wandering around in a swamp and it's like oh okay that's awesome and like i would record like get that information get their the name their username or whatever make like a youtube video that sort of just showed like hey here's here's the thing that's wandering around just in case like i don't know the game died or something later on you know um because as far as i know like the uh chalice dungeon codes are like i mean i guess they're set up using their servers somehow (laughs) i don't know um so yeah, I'd, just, I'd be very curious what that what that individual code like actually translates to in game code. Like how that stuff works is is really weird. Like I'm sure it's just like you know it's a seed of some sort. So like it just builds it from the seed. But like that kind of stuff fascinates me. Like I'd love to know like how that works at all. Well, I don't know if that's the case or not because there there have been people that have uh, claimed that you know they started the game like with an older patch like offline only. Um, made like a chalice dungeon or whatever and then like they went online later and like it changed into a completely different chalice dungeon but like the bosses were already dead and so it's like really weird stuff like that oh weird that is very bizarre i kind of wish they uh i'm a big fan of the chalice dungeons and i'm uh i'm 
I know most people are not, but I've really, really enjoyed the chalices, and I kind of wish that they had put like a bunch of the DLC enemies and like I wish that with the along with the DLC they had expanded on the chalice dungeons because with just a few more things that like, that could be like infinite souls for me. Like it could just be that much fun. So. Yeah, I mean I agree a hundred percent. That the chalice dungeons were one of the biggest draws for me uh, to Bloodborne, and um, unfortunately they do get pretty repetitive uh and the the like if if you don't care about the chalice dungeons you just want you know high-end pvp items that trek through the default ones is killer oh like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the most boring dungeons yeah. they could have picked so I'm like i i must have done that like 20 or 30 times because like i was making all these characters like I mean, I know there wasn't a lot of variety as far as weapons and stuff go compared to some of the other Souls games in Bloodborne, but um, for some reason, I just got really into it, like making themed characters, like, oh, this guy's going to be, like, claws only, and, like, this one's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be dex, but it's only going to be using the fancy-looking uh, weapons, and this one's going to be dex, but it's going to use, like, some of the, like, more... Bungie, like, <laughs> hunter-looking weapons. So, like, I was really... Basically, like, I'd have, like, some of the same builds. They would just look different and use different weapons. <laughs> uh, you gotta have gimmick that, accounts, man. That's, that's the best. Yeah, that's the most fun. That Shrek got real old real quick, though. And, um... But then, you know, I had a character that was just for Challenge Dungeons. and Or Chalice Dungeons. And I had already gone through all that crap and i already gotten all the gems i wanted on that one and it was just exploring that was it that was it and i had a lot of fun with that that was might have even had more fun with that than pvp i don't know like it was it was a good time (laughs) (laughs) i was uh right before the dlc came out i'd started um i think they patched it so that you could just search they did something to it to make it easier to get summoned in co-op. So I would get summoned by somebody and it would always be some weird custom dungeon that someone had made. And then, you know, it was on my short ritual altar or whatever. So then I would go explore it for myself to see if I could find anything interesting. And I didn't have to use any materials to make the chalices. So I ended up like when the DLC coming out, I had like a hundred chunks and I had like 87 ritual blood fives. Like that was before you could all buy that stuff. It was a lot of fun. Like I would, I would sit there for hours and just like play random chalice dungeons. I had a really good time. Yeah, and th- I mean that. But, I guess. Oh, go ahead. No, continue. Oh, I was just gonna say that. I mean, I guess that really sort of goes back to my beginnings with Souls. Is that the Chalice Dungeons literally were just like roguelikes with graphics, like because they were randomly generated. Like there was there was some real bullshit that could spawn in there. Uh, like uh, <laughs> the Watchdog. Uh, there's one. I think the one I have a recording of is a Watchdog that spawned as a regular enemy in an oil swamp and you know oh my god literally made of fire so <laughs> it was just like double damage on it I mean, he would just kill you in one hit and uh like it was just stuff like that or or like one it was a uh blood starved beast in a swamp with three giants and two of them had cannons so like oh my god they were all <laughs> like, the worst. firing the cannons but then i found out the cannons did damage to bloodstar beast too so i'm like trying to like get him in between me and the giants and i i still got wrecked <laughs> <laughs> 
if you have video of either one of those, I'd, I'd love to put them in the show notes just so people can go take a look at it when they hear this. I do, actually. Uh, I guess just remind me after we're recording or whatever. Yeah, I'll, I made a note, and uh, I'll, I'll shoot you a DM sometime, and you can give, give me the links. All right. That's awesome. I, I really uh, – I know – I thought it was illusory that had like that Reddit thread about just send me the weirdest Chalice dungeons you can find. Um, he but, had a, another one. He his was for just like weird stuff other than the the boss things. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, he used to be a Reddit mod too. We used to uh, actually one of the most fun Souls things I've ever done was uh, a no death no bonfire co op run with him through uh, Dark Souls two like vanilla, and that was awesome. But uh, Wow, no anyway, death, no bonfire. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, like I died at um, Iron King. Like that was the crazy demon dude, right? I forgot the names. The but, smelter uh, demon? No, no, no. Because um, we skipped smelter demon. He's not necessary. <laughs> oh, oh, the actual, the actual. Oh, what is yeah. the name of that? It's the. I think it's the old Iron King because he's the dude that yeah. literally the DLC was about, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Lore. I don't know much about lore. <laughs> uh, You're not much of a lore guy? Uh, I I was kind of in um, Dark Souls, mostly because of uh, Epic Name Bros videos, and uh, I kind of retroactively got a little bit into the Demon Souls lore, and then sort of... There was a lot of stuff I didn't get into, but then again, there with the DLC, there was other stuff that I was interested in, like Alon and all that, but um, I don't know. I haven't really gotten into it in 3. I know there's a lot of potential there, but I just I haven't really looked too, too hard. <laughs> I uh, I really enjoy <clears throat> like reading about the, the lore stuff. I don't and I find it interesting to try to piece it together myself, but I find myself, I find that I'm really bad at it. So it just like, I start thinking about it and I start trying to put pieces together and then I search for something online and someone's like already done all of the legwork and I'm like, okay, well this is better than I could have ever done. So why did I even bother to begin with? Yeah. I mean, dark, so I'm glad, I'm glad Souls, people out there are doing it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the dark Souls specifically as a series is kind of, it's gotten a little, there's just, I mean, every, each game has, you know, all new stuff, and then they try to go back to the, like, they try to, like, throw back to, like, oh, this is, you know, has to do with Gwen, or this has to do with, you know, Guinevere, or whatever, uh, while they're also introducing new characters, new names, some, I know there's theories about, like, um, uh, shit, what is her name, the Mother of Rebirth character in, uh, uh Rosaria? Yeah, there's theories that like she's like possibly Guinevere's daughter or something, and like mm-hmm. uh, like maybe Guinevere was the queen of Lothric, but under a different name, and like maybe <laughs> some of these characters you're fighting that are related to her are actually half god or something. Like there's all kinds of stuff, and it's like you, you read it and it's like, okay, that's really cool. That's a really cool idea, but there's not actually any way to be certain about that you know there's there's no uh um there's no i mean i guess that's just it there's just way too yeah there's many, nothing specific ways. in the lore yeah that yeah, they, you, can, you can kind of take 
any idea and graft it onto any some and you can make, you basically justify anything with what's in the game. There's no, nothing yeah. that's really explicit. Like it's it's good in a way because I mean it it allows people to speculate, it allows people to come up with really cool ideas, but it's also kind of like unsatisfying in some ways because it's I mean there was there were plenty of open ended things in Dark Souls One, um, for sure, but then there were also a lot of things that were sort of hinted at, but like it, it was just they had some proof of some things, you know, it, it was like you read something in one item description and then you read something in another one. And it's like, Oh, those sort of match up. So, uh, maybe if I find something else, maybe that would be like, maybe this, this theory must be true. And, um, while you can do that in some instances with, uh, I guess, Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3, it just seems like there's, I mean, less, it's just less of it. I don't know. <laughs> but then again, I like, like I said, uh, I haven't looked too deeply into 3's lore specifically, so I could be full yeah. of shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like uh, when Dark Souls 2 came out, like, I guess backing up for a minute. I've always felt like Dark Souls one, like someone wrote a book, and then they peeled chapters out of that book, and then that's what they used to write the item descriptions with. But then they left chapters in the book too, so we don't have access to that information. But it exists somewhere. Like everything seemed very consistent within like the item descriptions. And then for two, I, I felt like I didn't. I didn't feel like that was there. And then now for three, I feel like they're just like making stuff up as they go along. And I'm not saying that that's any better or any worse. I just feel like there's not like that internal consistency that's happening, and that's kind of what I miss. That's why I think. That's why I always go back to Dark Souls 1 characters and their stories, and that's why they always resonate with me more. I mean, there's stuff in Bloodborne that I feel like gets close to that. Like, I feel like Bloodborne, is we probably have the most story, if that makes any sense. Like, we know kind of almost everything that happens within that game world. Um, Dark Souls 1 is is more, like... Yeah, it is. Which I I like. Like, if they do another Bloodborne, I want them to do it exactly the same way, but just with totally different characters. Yeah, I mean, like... Bloodborne is weird because it's set up like the Lovecraftian, like, eldritch horror kind of thing, and, like, you would expect that there would be a lot of shit that you wouldn't figure out, but, yeah, like you said, there, I'm sure there's some stuff, but, I mean, for the most part, it seems pretty clear, I mean, there was, um, what's that, Redgrave, I think, uh, made, like, a huge... Uh, Bloodborne. Yeah, like the 80-page document. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, there's... I mean, yeah, there's plenty to talk about, but... uh, It is... is, I mean, it's like... I guess like I said, like, it's not all in one place, but it's all there. Mm -hmm. You can figure it out. You can find it, yeah. Or you can assume things. Man, how... um, Like... So did you, like, you being a moderator, and I keep going back to this because I kind of find it interesting, like, are you just, are you constantly having to read, like, every thread, and I don't, I don't look at Reddit, so this may be some ignorance talking, but, like, are you looking at every single thread about Dark Souls, about Bloodborne, about Dark Souls 2, about Dark Souls 3, uh, like? Not at all. The, <laughs> I mean, at first, like, in Demon Souls, that was possible, mm-hmm. um, like, with the, even now with the Demon Souls subreddit, I mean, it's the smallest one out of them, and, uh. It's mostly just, you know, old guard there now, so they don't really cause much trouble. But, like, especially now with, like, Dark Souls 
Dark Souls 3 actually hit 100,000 people before 1 did. And uh, now that the Dark Souls 1 wow. subreddit has hit 100,000 people uh, as well, um, there's a lot of stuff going through both of those constantly. And, uh, I mean, the Dark Souls 2 subreddit has close to 80,000, I think. It might be more now. I'm not sure. Um, and, you know, clearly some of those are inactive accounts. Uh, the Reddit does purge those periodically. Um, but some of those are, you know, the same person on all the subreddits. They just, you know, subscribe to all of them. Probably a lot of people are, are like that. But, um it's constant information going through. So we had to, uh, Jay Williams is one of our uh, moderators. He's a bit more, uh, tech savvy than some of us, some of the rest of us. Uh, he set up, um, he set up a, a well, one problem we've had is the, the platinum trophy flare to get it across all the subreddits for everyone. Cause everybody seems to really like that. He set up a bot for that. Um, he and some of the other, um, guys, uh, have set up, well, I guess I have two, but so, set up um, automate auto moderator things uh, to like, uh, you know, if somebody's saying some like hate speech or whatever, it'll uh, auto auto moderator will automatically remove it. It'll send a message to ModMail like, hey, this post here at this link uses this language. Um, it has been removed. And, like, please investigate. And then, like, if we go look at it, and it's like, you know, they're quoting hate mail. It's like, okay, this is probably all right, and they approve it. <laughs> um, and but, you know, if they're not, then usually you have to like issue a warning, or um, if their warning has already been issued, a temporary ban. If a temporary ban has already been issued, then a permanent ban. And um, then there's cases where people come back on, under different accounts. If we figure it out, that's actually a Reddit rule violation, like at, from for the site as a whole. So like, like we're just mods. There's Reddit admin as well. Yeah. Which, mm -hmm. Like they're the dudes back at the Reddit office that get paid to do that shit. And like, if they get on you, um, that's you bad news bears. Like an IP ban or like a. They used to yeah. do, like, site-wide shadow bans. I don't know if they still do that or not. There was, like, a post saying that they wouldn't, but we still run into people that are under, ha have issues like that, so I don't know. Hmm. Um, you know, I was going to ask, because um, you mentioned hate mail, and uh, I see a lot of hate mail on my hate mail blog that I run, um, and like just the speech and everything is just horrible and terrible, but it's, oh, yeah. it's interesting that you guys have a, have a rule that like, okay, well, if you're actually talking about something that somebody sends you and you're not using it, like there's a really fine line there. It's, it's good that you guys address that. Like, that's a cool thing. Yeah. We, I mean, hate mail, it, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just like a sort of a reoccurring kind of joke post, I guess. Like people post it and it's like, you know, this, this guy's an idiot. Look, look at what, you know, he said here or whatever, and it's like, that's fine. As long as you, like, there's also, we also have a rule, um, it's actually another Reddit-wide thing, it's like, to, to, no witch hunts kind of thing, like, don't, so if you post yeah. hate mail, like, just don't post the username, like, of the mm -hmm. person. Like, it's fine for, have a chuckle about, you know, some guy being an idiot, saying something terrible, but, or being real mad, uh, but, you know, we don't want, 
especially because I mean sometimes people you know set up those situations sometimes uh, you know they could have started the hate mail and they only recorded what the other guy said kind of thing <laughs> the last message yeah. yeah and so I had to do that on on the Tumblr site too like I had to say like I had to stop people sending in like hey I don't I don't want you to go out there and like actively solicit hate mail like that's not what yeah. I'm like this site is built to make fun of the people that say gross stuff about you know fucking dark souls of all things like that's ridiculous <laughs> So like, don't go out there and like specifically troll people to get hate mail. Like that's that's kind of and don't like. I've had people send me things and like they are they are calling the other person horrible names and I'm like that just makes you an idiot. Like that's <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Like what are you trying to prove that you can call somebody a a whatever? Like a, yeah, it's not cool. But uh, I mean, yeah. To, I guess to answer your question, like there's no possibility for any of us moderators to see everything. Mm-hmm. And that that seems like that's an issue that a lot of people don't realize is that there's it's such a large volume of posts going through like even if we actively were sitting there all day and it would be an all day not doing anything else kind of job to do that and it we still wouldn't be able to do it <clears throat> it and and like uh like there'll be posts with like spoilers or whatever and people will. Like, there's a report function, but people won't use it, I guess. Maybe they don't know that it's there, or they're just lazy, or I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, hey, if there's a rule violation of any kind, just all you got to do is hit the report button. Like, you don't even have to say anything in the report, just because it'll just pop up for us, and we'll be able to look at it, and we'll be like, oh, like, this is act- this post is actually fine, or, oh, this post is bullshit, we should remove it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and issue a warning or a ban or whatever you know like and that was a, that was an issue especially early on for um, spoilers and i mean oh my god also what what constitutes as a spoiler because that's an issue that we that's a great that's a I mean, yeah. that's a gray area for a lot of people like our character name or boss name spoilers or you know area yeah. name spoilers or we had a lot of trouble working with that because i mean there's so there's so many things like it's like Somebody's posted a link that's like, uh, I don't know, the High High Lord Volnir, like, it, and it, it has no like explanation of what he is or what he looks like or like what or even what area he's a boss in. But it's like clearly he's a boss, but the person didn't mark it as spoiler, and so people are angry. Like he's put a boss name in the title, and it's like, well, like. Wh- it tells nobody anything. Like they're just, <laughs> yeah. now they just know there's someone named High Lord Volnir. That's it. Like, but if you said uh, um, if you said you know old Dragon Slayer armor as a boss name, then that would I think yeah. that would be way more of a spoiler than you know High Lord Volnir because that specifically calls back something from the previous games. And like yeah. that's a that's a weird line of like you can say some boss names but not all of them. Like that's a, yeah. that's a bizarre. Like if thing. somebody's like something something and Orlando in the title, like okay, clearly that should be. A spoiler, but if somebody just says Irithyll Valley in the title, like that has not appeared in any of the other games, like should that be a spoiler or considered a spoiler? Should we remove that? Like the rest of the post is fine. So we, uh, it it can be difficult to figure out what needs to be removed, and and I don't know. Everyone gets mad about everything all the time. <laughs> it's really frustrating. That's the that's the internet. <laughs> yeah. Everybody getting mad about everything. <laughs> that's really funny. 
Um, well, dude, this is about the length of the episode that I like to record. I, uh, I really, really appreciate you coming on and talking with me for a while and telling me about your soul's experience and talk about like moderation and everything. I really appreciate that. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Like, uh, this is the first time anyone's asked me to do anything like this. It's really cool. Can um, you tell everybody out there where they can find you on the internet? Um, okay. Uh, I guess a few places. Um, I don't really stream right now, but I, I do have a Twitch account. I hope, hopefully one day when I have better internet, I'll stream. But that would be twitch.tv slash iCal, which is A-I-K-A-O. I have a YouTube channel, which isn't really filled with much, uh, but I do have those Chalice Dungeon uh, exploration videos on there if anyone's interested in those. Uh, it's youtube.com slash Aikausu, which is A-I-K-A-O-S-U. Uh, I'm on Twitter under Krasnoya Ronin. Um, oh my god, I guess I can just give you a link I'll, to that. I'll, uh, like yeah, I'll link, I'll link to, to spell, it. So. <laughs> uh, I'll link to that then, in the show notes. Yeah, and then I'm on Reddit uh, as uh, Street Ronin, and um, I mean I'm on all the subreddits, so I'm sure just cause some trouble. Just say hi, huh? <laughs> just <laughs> um, and as always, I've been your host Jeremy Greer. I'm at JG Greer on Twitter. The podcast is at DGUS Podcast. If you want to come on the show and tell me your soul story, send me an email or a DM. Email address is DGUSPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed the episode.